Put the seed on their bed, got the pounds on the boat, cause you know I just pay two. Nigga bought 30 from it, so I'm running 42. Nigga pop a 700 times, 62. Put him on eight is what I get, so nigga fuck what you do. If I told you cocaine numbers, you would think I was lying. Look at niggas 22 and talking about they were trying. In the game ain't a thing, coming forward with beers. We get home to a pumpkin's where I entertain friends. Home bounce to the ounce, cause the boom is shit. I done got me 50 ounces out of burden. I'm a.k.a. Mr. Cut You Off, these screens. <laughs> Cross from the table. Oh, is that really your name now? Mr. Cross Cut You Off. <laughs> hey, that's what it is now. A.k.a. these screens, Mr. Cut You Off. Yo, Key, you're missing one of our uh, brothers today. Key, he's doing daddy doing. He's Absolutely. doing a great thing, taking care of his son, watching him play basketball. So that we're going to give a shout-out to you, Key. Cross from the table from, from me, uh, Mr. A.k.a. Miami. New Orleans Saints, Syracuse, back in the day, yes, Ronnie Cycli, RB, Raymond Butler. What's good, bro? Man, you had to get my whole government, man. Like, you can at least like, cut it off a little bit. Man, I'm doing good, bro. I'm ready to chop it up. You know, we got something great here, man. Look, all our followers that go viral, baby. Looking good. Yo, and across to the right of me, we got Mr. Alabama State, Alabama Crimson Five. Atlanta Falcons. Do we got a Julio? Do we Jones? Do, are we? Do we have to do allegiance <laughs> this right. early in the show already? You know it. You know it. Well, first and foremost, man, Ray, that's a hell of an intro. Yeah. You know when you pull in UGK and the late great Sweet James Jones, Pimp C. I mean Chad Butler coming in on the intro like that. I mean, listen, I almost gonna tell you, man, let that bump be God. Let let the whole five minutes of that track ride out. Because that track is, is lethal. Yeah, we got something to go out on the outro. That is one of the best, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my yes, lifetime. Sir. Yes, sir. I ain't going to lie. When I first heard that song, I remember going out and just and going going nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got me a UGK t-shirt. You know what I mean? So, that, that's a classic. That's classic. But everything's good here, fellas. You know what I mean? College football started. We had a great episode last week with the college football you know edition. We got a lot going on today. It's a lot of sports news going on, a lot of things to talk about, man. So let's jump right into it. Let's go. You know what I mean? You know there's a lot of controversy going on with LBJ. Mm-hmm. First, first before we uh, get totally dive into it, right, one thing I wanted to talk about is, because you guys are fathers, when your kids do something in the, in the context of playing a sport game or a sports or a team game, do you do you guys find yourself jumping all in and having a, and, and getting involved, or do you find yourself being like you know more reserved and and allowing your allowing your child to keep doing I guess flourishing in that atmosphere? Like how do you guys how do you guys deal with that enthusiasm when your your child does something so great on the court? I think uh, it, it gives you like it's good to see your kid do well. And it hurts you when your kid does bad. Because as a competitor, you want your kid to be at the top of his game every time he go out there on the floor. And I think sometimes as parents, we forget that they're kids. You know, because we see what we do on the field. We see what we have done or doing now. And I think the expectations is sometimes too high for the kid. You know, because, you know, you can your kid can have a great game one game, but then have a bad game the next game. You're looking like, oh, man, you, you, you. And when I think, I think we forget a lot that these, they are kids. They're still kids, and they're still growing. They're still progressing, and they're trying to figure it out. So I think sometimes I just, I just think as parents, we take for granted that they're still kids. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you want to celebrate. And oh, yeah, without question. Added. I think the kids enjoy it, bro. Exactly. Like, truly, I think, you know, as a dad, you know, like with my dad in the stands or my parents at the game, and to be there and show the excitement when your kid's doing well, or even when exactly. the other kids are doing well, you don't want to show them the favoritism. And I, I mean, I love being enthusiastic in any game. Without question. 
because you want to show the excitement, you want to show the support, but you got to get on them too when, you know, things are not going well or when you mess up, you know, not to, you know, show them out in front of everybody, but, you know, you want to let them know when you're not doing well, you feel for the support. Um, I also think, you know, as long as you're not showing up to other parents, you know, talking trash and, you know, downgrading other players, I mean, I, I have no problem with any type of father or any parent, you know, showing that emotion on the sideline. Um, I love it, but you know, to be inside the game. Because at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you live through your kids. Exactly. You know, you may not have had that opportunity to play on a higher level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see your kid flourish, and you just you just see yourself, you know, most of the time when your kid doing well. And, man, I, I just love it, man. I just love any parent that's really supporting their kid and be enthusiastic about it. So, and, that, and, and, and so that lets me jump into the next question, right, which is um, – and I don't mean to cut you off on this one, but just to get into what, we're, what the main topic was really about, was really about LeBron's behavior, mm-hmm. right? It's not just uh, LeBron being, you know, people loving his enthusiasm, but it's his behavior, um, the way he's been considered when, he, when he's out there and he's supporting not only his kid, but it's also his kids in general because there are, that's his AAU team. Yeah. Um, and, and so to go back around the table again, Cause you guys got a lot more time. We got Keon here, Man, so you got another. You got another person. You got another person. You got to listen. Okay, we're about talking. Okay. And, you know, going across, going across everything. So just, just to dive into that atmosphere of it all, right? So being that LeBron and, and his and his, his antics, and you know, you know, and the fact that he said himself that he wanted to be the type of father his, his father would never was for him. Absolutely. So how do you feel about that in general? Because we all we all come from that certain um, upbringing to a certain degree. And we all want to understand how it is. We understand how he feels, but at the same time, you do have to condone yourself yeah, with a little bit more uh, control uh, exactly. and subtle, you know, subtle behavior because it is about the kids, right? Without question. Um, so, how do you feel about that? And it's and it's two for the question, right? That it's just not only just his behavior and that, then the whole getting on the court dunking. Yeah. Like, how do you guys feel about that? I think I think. Go ahead, cut off. <laughs> you know what? I, I think a lot of times and. And, and this is with life in general. For kids, most of the time, for most kids, they know mama going to show up. Period. They know mama going to show up. But when dad show up, you got that sense of, yeah, my daddy here, let's get it in. So far as being from with LeBron, with, with LeBron, I don't mind LeBron getting in the layup line or playing with the kids on the floor and things like that because you got a lot of kids that would never see LeBron play. They would never see LeBron play. So I don't have no issue with him getting in the layup line, doing dunks, you know, because a lot of kids can't, can't afford to go to an NBA game. Their parents can't afford. So I don't have no issue with that. That part I'm cool with. The only issue I have with LeBron is, is while they're having the game, just sit on the side and enjoy like the rest of the parents. Don't come on the floor. Yeah, your son get a dunk. You know, you ain't got to rush the flow, bro. <laughs> you just don't. Like, like, like you're you taking away – you got to stop the game, let him bump chest his son. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't his son. Huh? That wasn't his son. Well, whoever he bump chested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm he's doing like, it with a player. He's yeah, doing right. it with a player. But I'm just saying, you, you're cutting the game off. You know? Nobody don't jump on the floor when you're dunking on people out in L.A., Cleveland, Miami. <laughs> Nobody ain't running on the floor. Your mom wasn't running on the floor. You know what I'm saying? So... You got to You got Well, his mom did. Well, you ran know. on the floor. Well, he told her. He told her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told her, yo, get the, get yeah, your, yeah, yeah. sit but your I, A down. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I don't mind the layup line. I don't mind him, you know, dunking in front of the other kids or whatever. But while the game is going on, I think you got to control yourself better. And then after the game, if you want to do that, that's fine. But during the game, you got to let the kids play. Yeah, at, at first, when I first saw, I was like, man, he getting real extra. <laughs> like, come on, LBJ, though. You like putting in a whole All-Star Weekend countdown contest, bro. Come on, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you're making it more, it's not about the team anymore. It's not about Bronny doing well or his players doing well. Oh, man, you see LeBron and dunking in the layup line. Exactly. Like, the whole a lot of attention is on LBJ, and he's taking it from the kids. Now, like you said, a lot of kids won't ever see LeBron play. You know, they love him probably being at those exactly. games, being that he's a, you know, a super-duper star, that he really don't have to be there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like him being present, them kids probably love it. You know, from a kid's standpoint, like, man, look, I might have had a chance to throw a lot of LeBron James. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. That might be the highlight of your whole, you know, sports career. But I think he could have toned it down a little bit, maybe did one or two, one dunk or whatever, and just kind of chill. Um, but as far as the whole antics on the sideline, I love it, bro. No, no I love it, bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I love it, dog. Like, he's into the game. He easily could sit back and chill. But when you LeBron James or any other super-duper star, you get a leash. Like, any, no other parent could do that. Well, he came on the floor, though, bro. Yeah, I mean, he, he came on the floor. He did, but, <laughs> but it was just so natural in the floor of the game. And that play was a huge play in the game. And just have dude come up. Like, dude jumped up. He jumped up. Like, he came all out of his shoe. The joint was just crazy, man. I just love it. So, him. did they give him a tech? Nah, they ain't giving him no tech. But, but this is the thing. This is the thing. They should. That, so, so now, they should. If, you, if you give him a tech. They should. If you gave, if you'd have gave him a tech, now what? Yeah, they should give him a tech. But nine times out of ten, they definitely not going to give him a tech. You know what I'm saying? Because he's LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I think he's having fun. Um, he's probably remembering the whole days when he was at AAU. He didn't have his dad there. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying call, this. Please. I want my son to shine. I'll call, we get you. And it's definitely all good. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I got you, man. I see it. So I definitely, you know, love the fact that, you know, he's involved with his son in the games. And like I said, it's not even just yeah. about his son. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really, he's in, energetic with all the players. You gotcha. saw when uh, one of the young kids had a three, well, a challenge in a three-point shooting contest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's things that he's doing that he don't really have to do. Like, he really could just sit there and play the, you know, behind the scenes. But he's active with all the kids. But now, yeah. all of them getting into the Taco Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? And, he's and, just enjoying life with LBJ, bro. And I'm glad you just brought something up. And one of our, our faithful listeners, Daryl, just pointed something out to us as well. He feels like it's just not only the, the, the atmosphere that LeBron provides, right, but mm-hmm. also the pressure you know, that he puts on those kids yeah. and the son to live up to his image. Oh, absolutely. Being in, being, being in, always taking that forefront that he takes. And, Daryl, I hope I'm saying this correctly, man. I know you're watching us. I, don't, you know, I know you're watching what we're doing. Happy anniversary, um, bro. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we, gotta, we definitely got to throw that out there for his show three years running. But the fact that he just being there and being LeBron, at first he's already LeBron James Jr. It's Colin Bryant. Exactly. But then now he has to live up to that image. And That's being awesome. in the forefront and watching your dad there, sometimes some people get, you know what, for, for him, for being Bronny and watching him excel the way he's selling at this point of his, of his young career, it's very impressive because yeah, as a balling. kid, he's, he's balling, he's leading his team. I don't think he's the best talent on the team. Oh, but I think he's leading the team. But, and, he's, doing but do. he's doing it with the pressure of knowing that he's LeBron James Jr. Yeah. In every game. People are gonna go after you. Uh, then Marcus Jordan. Then Marcus Jordan. What was the other one name? Uh, the other son. The one with the sister Florida. Yeah. See, both of them didn't. They can live up to they, it. Not only could they live up to it, I'm not totally sure they can live up to it. But there was a reason why Michael probably never gave him his name. Mm-hmm. Right. Never. Even, he, even LeBron. Said they were always. I would have never gave him. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. All three. All three kids were. Um, MJ kids or MJ yeah, initials, MJ, yeah. but they don't have his name. Jordan, they yeah. are yeah, daughters, so of course. But he only he didn't have like she, he didn't have. Uh, they don't have his name, and I think that was for a reason. He didn't want to put that pressure on them mm-hmm. to be able to live up to his image. You know, what I mean, it's different when he's probably if, if LeBron was super young and he had him like maybe like eighteen, and he was like, oh yeah, but yeah, but nah, man. Listen, the kid is flourishing. He's a really good, talented player. And and he's gonna go get better, man. So I'm just, I, I'm, I think that what I like to see is LeBron kind of go sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm with, uh, you, like, like, I'm with you with, like I'm saying, I'm with you with. I feel like him being, you know, in the forefront, he's taken away from it. But yeah, I think like, like I you guys just mentioned, I think just depression in general takes away from what he's trying to do, man. So I think that's, I, I really would feel like he sit down somewhere. So let me ask you a follow up question on just that. So base, you know, base of all this different because you know LeBron is a whirlwind, right? And yeah. and um, we didn't have this on one of our topics, but we're gonna make it a topic today. Actually, you said David Griffin topic later. We're gonna bring it up now, Let's right? Go, because um, not just because of that, because of the simple fact that I don't want to go into David Griffin's total topics. We'll 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 find a, we'll find a way into that one. I want to go into the circus of LeBron, right? So there's always these issues coming up with LeBron, you know. His people, his folks, you know, they need they need a lot of treatment. They need a lot of special uh, special treatment, what I would call it. They need a lot of um, um, things TLC. and and yeah, tender love and care and and, and other players. They, they he pretty much swallows up the team mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yep. He comes in there and he he gets his he gets the things he wants, yep. um, and he pretty much. 
moves forward with that on, on, on different levels, right? And a prime example is, you know, Cleveland. He got the he got the players he want. He got the person. I mean, not only just the personnel, the coaching. He got the coach that he wanted. David Griffin wanted that coach. Um, Black David Black. LeBron's like, nah, I want, I want. Uh, <laughs> he's like, nah, I want. Uh, so man, they Tyloo. Uh, Tyloo. He want Tyloo, and then and then they got a, so you got Blanche fired, yeah. right? LeBron's the same way. The only time people push back was when he was in Miami. Yeah, you know, and you look at the Lakers. You know, he got there. Luke was the young hot coach. Luke's out, yeah. right? So LeBron brings a lot of baggage, and even in the sense of his his um, even in the sense of his um 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 his own. Player, uh, um, personal picks. No, 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 not just the personnel that he picks. Because that's one thing, right? That's one yeah. thing that we can jump into as well. But also, Russ, Russ, what's his name? Russ Paul. Yeah. Rich Paul. Rich Paul, right? So Rich Paul is his man, mm-hmm. and Russell. Rich Paul has a lot of good, good athletes under his um, under his camp. And a lot of times, LeBron, everybody knows LeBron's the real agent of the camp. He's the real CEO, yeah. right? So my question, to you guys. The circles of LeBron. How do y'all feel about it? I'm gonna start with you because you love LeBron. Like when I say you love LeBron, you love LeBron. <laughs> My God, I love so you. I want you. And we ain't talking off the court. He's a great guy off the court, but business, the NBA business, he is really monopolizing the way the NBA is being ran. So let me ask you a question because we have we because you don't want to have a Camelo situation, right? Which is another thing we need to add in there, right? We need to talk about Camelo's interview. How do you feel about the way the circus of LeBron, the circus of LeBron, I mean, and the effects it has on the NBA? I think it's, it's good for the NBA, bro. Anytime you're talking about the NBA in the offseason when the NFL has always dominated the news headlines, if I'm the NBA, I love it. The controversy sells. Sex sells no matter what type of industry you're in, right? So to keep LeBron name in your mouth, the NBA should be loving it because that's ratings. Now, as far as the question of the circus he brings, he does bring a lot of diva-ish, you know, things that he wants. But as a star player, I'm sure Michael Jordan had things that just never got out because of the social media era. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe, I'm sure Kobe had a lot of things, had a lot of access for his people, you know, Grover and, and, and uh, you know, Rob Pelink when he was his I'm sure they had a lot of access. It's just that LeBron is probably the most scrutinized and talked about athlete probably of all time, bro, for real. Like, he can't do nothing right sometimes in the NBA. Like, oh, LeBron dunking on the court. Man, that's headline news. You know, all the things he do is going to be scrutinized, nitpicked. And I think just as a superstar athlete, bro, you push the envelope. Yeah. Like, you go in a job interview, and they say, how much is I want this? It's definitely the ownership to push back. Like you said, like, like see, you know what it is? Pat Riley and them say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've been a champion. We've had a solid franchise. You know what I'm saying? We won a championship. You're not going to come in here and just tell us what to do and get each and every person special access and all that. But when you go to L.A., hasn't won nothing in six years prior, they starved for some attention. You go back to Cleveland, they're starved for something. Well, let me, let me throw it to you a different way. Because yeah, what you're saying is great, but you're avoiding a lot of what I'm trying to, what the type of answer I'm hoping that you'll come out of, right? So, my... Magic quit. Yep. David Griffin quit, basically. Could have could have went back. He got fired. Well, he, they didn't resign him. He didn't retain him. He didn't retain him. Gilbert is a trash owner. LeBron has had a lot of coaches fired. Yep. Rich Paul is is the leading agent in the NBA right now on Sports Illustrated. He's probably the most hated. Okay. Hold on, hold on. But did he really work for the success that he has? So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And mind you now. There's athletes who came through the same. I mean, there's there's agents, lawyers, there's different people. It's like you going to your profession, yep. going to Grambling State University. Shout out. Probably barely made it through. <laughs> and three point three point two GPA. I need to see that on record. So 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 you going so so when you go through you're going through like you went through Grambling you went through Grambling you studied um, whatever subject matter you studied the entire time frame you get your work feel right. Mm-hmm. And then the hot CEO comes in, and he comes in with his son, and he's he's pretty much at the same level you at, getting paid, if not more. And you and that's really what Rich Paul is doing right now, right? He's circumventing, he's, he's, he's riding away. LeBron pretty much created a lane for him. Yes. 
And now him and his boys can come and dictate. Yes. But and I that's think, what I'm saying. Like, I think Rich Paul, that's not to make sense, bro. LeBron has created clear, you know, not to say responsibility, but empowerment. Right? If we don't be there, we don't want to be there, we out. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what he, I think Rich Paul is doing now to in, enforce his players to be able to control their own career. And LeBron's pretty much, I ain't going to say he, invented, he started it, but he allowing players and players see how he's moving. So you know what? Man, look, I, I, I'm not locking myself into these long, long-term contracts. without no, I'm putting the pressure on this organization to win. Like, I'm not about to waste my talent and get hurt every year, put my body through X, Y, Z, and we have no shot or even trying to win a championship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now, is it backlash on Rich Paul? Absolutely, because it makes it look like Rich Paul is controlling and, and pushing for trades that he probably, you know, just needs to stay in the background. But at the end of the day, you ride the wave. You know what I'm saying? You, LBJ is hot. You got the hot client. You know what I'm saying? And players won't sign with an agent they don't feel the agent has their best interest at heart. Right? Because you can easily represent yourself. Get your lawyer. Look at the contract. You know if you want three years, four years. You know what your values work. You know what I'm saying? Look at Bobby Wagner in the NFL. Exactly. He represented himself. All you need is somebody to look at the contract and look at the language. And a lot of times I think these players need to represent themselves. Because I mean, you're paying these other guys 3% or whatever they make and whatever. Yeah. You can represent yourself and get you somebody that you really, really trust and a lawyer to look over the contract and make sure it's straight. Then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I think I think in LeBron's case, with him being a megastar, because you got superstars, you have stars, and you have megastars. He's a megastar. Yeah. You know, and I think, yeah, he comes with a lot of baggage, but I think a lot of times people know that he's the easy guy to jump on to sell papers. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, and, and even like with Rich Paul, Rich Paul, you know, LeBron, LeBron is doing something that a lot of guys back in the day could have done. Mm-hmm. And, and one direct, <clears throat> the one comes to mind is Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was a megastar. Allen Iverson came with the long baggy shorts, braids, but he, his friends that he had, he didn't make them go out and get education. You know what I'm saying? You're saying that he didn't empower them. Well, yeah, he didn't empower them. So what LeBron saw was, okay, I got my homeboys here. I'm going to bring them with me. I'm going to get them sneaker deals. I'm gonna, you, you go get this uh, marketing you know, degree or whatever you got to do. And you're gonna be the agent. So we're gonna keep everything in the family. And then once we keep it in the family, we're gonna branch out and bring other people in. That's a great point. I didn't think and I didn't thought about that. I've thought about that in the past too. I I, I his strategy, the way he employed his strategy employed and executed yeah, his strategy was absolutely phenomenal. Because you think about and it. And you, you and you can't take away from it. And you and you look at over the basketball world, you know, a lot of these guys who who play on different teams, have different agents, they don't do these dudes right. They don't do these dudes right now. I'm not saying everything that LeBron has done was perfect. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he knows what it takes. Like, look, if I don't help my own people and help my homeboys get mm-hmm. to a certain level, guess what? Who's going to help them? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Most of the times we get these agents, they, 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 they get you these big contracts. But guess what? On the back end, they get money out of you. Yeah. They can, what, what's the guy in the NFL who got all the players? Um, 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 Roseman, not Roseman. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus. Okay, so Drew Rosenhaus, he got all these players. All it is, he just Rich Paul is doing the same Drew Rosenhaus is doing. He's getting all these players, and he's making it happen. As to the difference is, Rich Paul's black. Could be. You see what I'm saying? Because that could be, that could be an issue. Because you think about it, he's black, and and and, and if you look over the basketball, I think he's black and he's young. Exactly. And, and people may feel like, oh well, he ain't been an agent for a hot second. But this and he's trying to come in here and like push his body around, and push his muscle around. Push his weight and people around, may think absolutely. about it like, oh, well, he's only doing that because he got LeBron James backing him. But he is only doing it because he got LeBron but James backing him. This book is not, not. We'll see once LeBron retires how Rich Paul stays relevant with a lot of superstars. Why, though? Because when LeBron leaves, guess what? That's how people been doing it for years. Oh, absolutely! It just—that's how people. Social so, media so, 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 really, really. And, and think about it. That's you got how, a lot of beat writers. Gotta, yeah, because you got to think about it. A lot of people been doing the same thing. LeBron has been doing it, but the problem is his joint is more highlighted than everyone else because he's LeBron and he's a mega star. Yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, guess what? You got to bring your friends 
alone. When what I mean by friends, I'm talking about the friends that are willing to get down in the trenches and do what they have to do yeah. to get to the top and to make themselves better. Because that's what LeBron did. LeBron like, look, I'm going to do what I got to do. Y'all need to make yourselves better over here, and then we come combine together. Because the friends that you talk about, oh man, you know, we just gonna bring you along, and you and you're not trying to, you just want to hang around. You don't need, and I think that's where Allen Iverson, because Allen Iverson could have built the foundation yeah. for this whole situation. LeBron just saw. These other guys, like, you know what? I'm going to bring my boys with me. But at the same time, y'all need to go get an education. But they had the hunger to get better. Exactly. Like, you can't you can exactly. say, dog, you need to go to Harvard Business. Yeah. He'd be like, nah, dog, for what? Exactly. <laughs> you, 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 you got the money. Yeah, we yeah, boys, you got the money. Right. And you you're, you're exactly for, right. I, I don't know if you went to Harvard Business. I'm just, I just no, we that example. Maybe Cleveland State. But uh, <laughs> Nah, he went to some type of business school. Yeah, Cleveland State. Yeah, whatever it was. But I'm just saying, I'm using that example. Like, yeah. I can tell you to go do that. But yeah. you have to have that hunger exactly. one day. So you know what? I'm gonna build a, a empire out within an empire, and I'm gonna you know represent my LeBron brand. But at the same time, I'm gonna stand out as well. Right, right. Because you're standing on two feet. Yeah, you need to stand on your own two feet, and Absolutely. you know, and you know, he's created a lane for you to be successful for 40, 50 years instead mm-hmm. of just his reign in yeah, the NBA. Bro. And you know, that's sound like somebody else I know. Sound like me. So <laughs> so I'm out, that's what I'm out here doing right now. So I'm trying to empower everybody around me. So, but to stick with the LeBron news, uh, let's jump into David Griffin's comments, right? Um, David Griffin had a lot to say about his stay, uh, tenure with, with Cleveland and, you know, with, and with the Cavs. And he had an issue with the, how the Cavs, I guess how, the, how everything ended for him. And in doing his, doing his tenure there, he, didn't, yeah. he was not happy. And at first he said it was miserable with LeBron. Then he kind of retracted. And he said, it wasn't miserable with LeBron, but it's more miserable with the actual uh, the circus, circus, and the things around it, and just being in, in that environment because apparently that environment was a little toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his so how you guys feel about that? Like, do you feel like one? Do you feel like his comments really genuine? The retraction or not? Or do you feel like like we just talked about the circus of LeBron? Does it really weigh you thin? Because a lot of decisions you're not making. You know, the decisions are more what LeBron feel like the type of players he needs. And there was a lot of things that happened. I mean, they, he locked players in contracts that probably should not have been in contracts, exactly. getting paid the way he should get paid, like JR. Smell him and say, JR, I'm talking to you about you first, JR. <laughs> Henny J. Henny J. Or J. Henny. Or, uh, and, uh, you know, old, old uh, float around. Kyle old Kobe. thought. Old Thought. Old Tristan Thomas. Old Thought. Old TT. Old Thought. Old Thought Boy. That boy, he he had a, he was having a city boy summer before they even had one. You know what I mean? Kanye put you in song. You know what I mean? Like, you throw that boy right there wilding, man. So, how y'all feel about his comments? Man, I didn't like it in no kind of way, bro. Like, come on, man. I've always told, bro, you have nothing good to say. Don't say nothing at all. You know, and I know he's doing a Sports Illustrated article and, you know, the way he... He's supposed to be talking about the Pelicans. Right. And like, you retracting, like, come on, dog. Like, when you you know what LeBron brings, mm-hmm. you know, like, when you took that job, you knew what it brought. Exactly. You knew it's championship or bust every single year. You saw that in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw that. You could have easily said, you know what? I don't want that type of pressure. I, I, I want an organization where I can build whether we wake the playoffs or not, that's what I want to do. You didn't have to take the job. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you now, you, when you win, you want the reward, but when you got all the pressure, you're like, you know what? Yeah, it was a miserable situation. <laughs> it was toxic. Like, come on, dog. You're just throwing this man under the bus. Granted, he wanted players around you. That's like my, if you playing ball and I'm, a, I'm on the team, I'm the superstar, man, give my man a contract. Exactly. If not, I'm bouncing. You're going to either get with me or not. You know what I'm saying? Me. Like, as a franchise, they so starved to win. They you don't care. Gonna do you don't care. They didn't yeah. want to do it. They didn't yeah. have to give Tristan Thompson that money. If he walked, he walked. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? LeBron still was on a two year deal. You had him for a couple of years. But but it's the NBA, bro. You players come and go all the time. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to give Jr. that big deal. Nah, you could have got some. That's else. on him. You know what I'm saying? Like you making these deals every single year, but it puts you in position to get a championship. At least had you a shot in the NBA Finals to have a shot to win. At the end of the day, and that's all you can ask for is have a shot to win. Whether you win or not, that's up for debate. But for Griffin to throw those type of comments out there, bro, I just felt it was kind of a low blow. He could at least got in front of it and say, hey, man, I did this interview. This is what happened. You know, if it comes out, 
LeBron ain't gonna have to say nothing because he already been exactly. won. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And then the retract, come on, dog. You you know you was down bad in the beginning. But you know everybody knows this about this is the thing. When you when you the GM and you sitting in that chair and you know the kind of person LeBron is, what he brings to the table. The issue that I have with Griffin is this. Why do people with GMs in general, like when you win a championship, you win a championship, why even put that in the media anyway? Mm-hmm. What's the point of putting that in the media anyway? Because it, cause, cause the reality is this. You win a championship, you leave, you go to the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. So now, well, LeBron was the problem, blah, 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 you know, this, this, and that. But well, wait a minute. You wasn't saying that when you was going to these uh, NBA championships. Full straight. straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might have lost, but you wasn't saying that then. And I think I think it's a lot of back back channels going on because LeBron is such a mega star. He's such you know he's such on the high. He speaks out on different things, mm-hmm. and I think it's more or less that yo know, he's run, not say running the NBA. But he's put the NBA in a better position for black players. Oh, absolutely, boy. And I think, and I think a lot of times, a lot of GMs looking at this joint because he's speaking out on social things and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they looking at it like he's getting too big for his britches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for and for and for. But no, but we a mega star, dog. Like you going do things. But people, push the envelope. but people still are not gonna like it because if 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 Larry Bird was doing what LeBron was doing, he wouldn't hear nothing. Absolutely, I believe that. You wouldn't hear nothing. You see what I'm saying? If Dirk Nowitzki was doing something like what LeBron is doing, you wouldn't hear nothing. LeBron is so much of a mega star that no matter what he does, people are going to get on him about something. It's going to be not not saying that LeBron is right all the time, but, but being who he is. And I think David Griffin, for him to retract what he said, is it that he kind of was jealous of LeBron that he didn't get no credit? Could be. Because you think about it. Most GMs, they sit in the background. They make the picks. They keep it moving. And you might say, okay, he did a great job picking players, but the players get all the credit. You see what I'm saying? That's sports. And, 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 and I understand that. But some people get in their feelings to say, okay, LeBron has won a championship in Cleveland. That, that's not true. That's, I'm, that's, I'm just, that, no, I'm just saying. That's not true. That's not, that's not true. That's not even a true analogy. Because if you go back just recently, the uh, the GM for the Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors, Yuri. Yuri, got a lot of credit for putting that team together, for making the trades, mm-hmm. for going out to took a chance. So he, it is. I'm not saying. I'm so not saying all the no, time. no, 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 no. But, but did David just, Griffin get credit when they won the championship? But you just said GMs, and you just can't say GMs in, in a very okay. Um, a few GMs. Nah, but you can't say. GMs in that platform and that logic, and then not, and then then Yuri get a lot of credit for Toronto's success, and then say, oh, well, that's just specific. You can't be so general about the GMs being getting success, and then turn around and say something else. Your your analogy is not aligning correctly. It, the logic is GMs do get a lot of get a lot of uh, get a lot of um, they get a lot of success. They, I mean, when they when they do things well and they win, they win championships. They get a lot of they get a lot of kudos for it. When they lose. And they're not doing well. Guess what? They also get a lot of the blame. Go ask Sam Presti right That's now because he's getting a lot of blame right now That's for true. Oklahoma City not maxing out the talent that they had around them yeah. and making the moves that he's made. You, they also get scrutinized to a certain level. And that's what the problem with David Griffin was really thinking. The, the way he was getting scrutinized at times for not produce, putting the team out that can win the championship year in, year out that when LeBron's there is, is just as big as even the – it's even greater than – when when they did win the championship finally, so for him and also I mean GMs are like anybody else. They you put your leg in this job for an entire career. You've been wanting this job for your entire lifetime, mm-hmm. and now you want to put your stamp on the team so the team can win the way you want them to yeah, win. Yeah. So I mean, so and he's doing that with New Orleans. You can see it, right? He's developing the type of team he wants. Yeah, but- he, he needs to send LeBron a Christmas gift for what? Because. No, if, if he's the GM and Anthony Davis is still on that team, they goes nowhere. They have no talent outside of Drew Holiday and AD, right? LeBron, Chris Paul, I won't get AD out of here, right? No, they got a riches of talent. ton of But they're going to get the same trade from the Lakers regardless. Not necessarily. Why? If, they have the I mean, same listen, trade listen, on the listen, table listen, last year. Listen, if LeBron is not in L.A., do you think AD would say trade me to the Lakers? But why does that even... 
Why does that even well, matter? Saying, what, what the way David Griffin comments was, I like to build a team. I want to do it kind of my way, basically what he's saying. Yeah. Now he has that chance in New Orleans. You right. know what I'm saying? So if LeBron is not in Los Angeles, do you think AD say, I want to be the man to trade to the Lakers? No. Nah. No, but I mean, but. Right, but I'm saying, so the LeBron effect had him go to LA. They got a ton of talent with the young players with Ball, Hart, Ingram. And they got like four first round picks to allow Griffin to be the GM that he wants to build. You know what I'm saying? So now if they do win a championship, we talked about the Man, crowd. No. I, 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 what he's no. saying. I, I think what Ray's saying is. I know what he's saying. I think I think it. See, that's why I need. That's why y'all is no, a team. No, I, I think I think nah, that's why. No, this is what I'm saying. I, know what I think saying. Ray's saying is like he David Griffin benefited from trading AD to LA, where they had for show talent that can help him with the team that he got coming in now. They they they, they had like some experience. Man, listen, I know what he's saying, and that don't even make sense, bro. The, and, and and I had to shoot it down because you're saying the Bron effect allowed David Griffin to. To, to have the type of job he wanted to be able to build the team the way he wants to. And because LeBron going to L.A. and asking the 81 in the trade, build this bridge that allowed David Griffin now to be to have the type of team he wants and put the team on the floor that he wants to be successful. No. I mean, that, that, that is a good thought pattern. That's good logic. But no. Nah. That's not, that's not hitting, bro. At the end of the day, LeBron... Went to L.A. because of business endeavors. Yeah. Let's be real with each other. Yeah. Winning a championship for LeBron was second. It was not the first thing. He even said, I didn't think we were going to win the first year. So winning a championship was not going to be the first thing he, that he thought of getting to L.A. Actually putting A.D. there actually now puts pressure on LeBron to get a championship to L.A. Right? Yeah, because is. now he has to. And at the end of the day, the reason why AD just said he felt like I wasn't winning no more. He wanted to go to L.A. He wanted to go to a prime market anyway. It was in L.A. and New York. That was his choices. It was nothing else. It was nothing else in, in, in the cars. L.A. New York was his choice he gave out. He said, I want to go to these two places. New York didn't have the pieces to trade for him initially and then now. And now L.A. had more pieces. So he kind of had to understand it, the way the market works. Well, while you saying all this, the LeBron effect should really should have put out there that the NBA shift and the real man of the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> the one who shifted the NBA to where it is now. Kawhi who? Kawhi Leonard, the guy who shifted the NBA to where it is to on the tilt where it is now, is the reason why is the reason why now everybody's got to have a two star system instead of a three star system or a four star system. It's a two star system in NBA now. He's the one kind of devised how the NBA is going forward because him winning a championship. Him being around, and the Raptors kind of be by himself up, up there, winning a championship as a solo superstar, paving the way through. He's really one who really devised that plan that wakes the NBA what it is now. And I don't think David Griffin thank LeBron for nothing. I think David Griffin actually raping the Lakers because of all the picks they got, a lot of picks, really after LeBron leaves, that's when their picks really kick in. So really, honestly, I think, I think they got the best of the deals anyway. So what, so, if, so what if the Pelicans don't win? So the Pelicans don't have pressure. See, that's what David that's Griffin. True. And that's another thing. David Griffin, when he went there, even that trade didn't happen. He had no pressure when he got to New Orleans regardless. Because New Orleans knew they were going to be in a rebuilding cycle. But, but you know what? Now that he got some pieces. With, with well, I, Zion. I, I, now, I think now that he got some pieces to play with the talent that he has, mm-hmm. I think that changes. I think that changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like he got a whole bunch of rookies. He better do something. Yeah, he, he, he don't have a whole bunch of rookies. And I, and I think... That the, the the guys that he brought in, he do have a young, he have a young talent. He doesn't have team. to do, he doesn't have to do anything to win. He so listen, drafting Zion. Listen, if they get elevated no, a little bit more, no, if they win forty games next year, that's good. That's a successful season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For organization that has someone over his term that he's dead, he's going to. Oh, have he to he he needs a. He needs a good, strong run at the next two, like year two and three. Two and three. Three and four. But he's got five years. He's the president of basketball operations. Yeah. He has, the gym is not him. Yeah. The gym is the kid from Duke. Trajan Langer. So he has an opportunity to build a team the way he wants to build it. And if that gym doesn't work, he can fire that gym. He got 10 years. How many did Ernie get? Ernie got what, 15, 16 years <laughs> up here, up in D.C.? Hey, look, Ernie. Come on, man. Ernie got 15, 16 years, man. <laughs> 
Ernie so you can't gone. tell me that that dude didn't have an, ain't gonna have enough time. He should have been left. Ernie should have been gone. But so do you, do come you think, on. Huh? Do you think? Do you think Dennis Gentry is the right coach for them? You know, I don't know. I mean, we're going we to see. I think he that said gonna play fast. his style fits that team. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. Do you think they and, can kill Monty Williams? Do you think they fire Monty Williams too quick? Too, too, cause, cause this, and this is why I say that. Because if you keep Monty Williams, now, and, and, and let's say the same thing happens. It, it didn't, but let's say the same thing happens, right? Where did Monty end up going? He went to San Antonio, then he... Then no, he, he's with Phoenix, He's right? with Phoenix now. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix. But when they fired him, he went to, I think, San Antonio, San OKC. And then... OKC. OKC. And then he went to... uh Phoenix. Well, not to Phoenix. So, I, I don't think Dennis Gentry... Alvin. Alvin Gentry. Football, baby. Football. Alvin Gentry. I don't think... I don't know. I'm gonna give him a couple more. I'm gonna give him two years. Yeah. I'm gonna give him two more years. He has it, like you say, he got a young mix, but he got a young veteran. Um, he had Griffin got to start getting in the playoffs. I think year two. I give him three or four. I mean, I think they got enough talent to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean the West is tough, but I, I think the West is yeah, tough. the West is tough. I think they got enough talent if, if the talent plays to their potential. Yeah. I think they got enough talent to make the playoffs this year. Seven AC. Yeah, right. all right, all right, all right. Well, let's jump into the next topic, brothers. Yep, yep. let's get it. We, um, since we since we got a couple of things we're doing today, let's jump into the next uh, co- uh topic about Camelo. Oh, man, man, Stephen A. It's my guy. Stephen A. and uh, Stephen A. Smith, who you know we all love. Not really. <laughs> He's okay. I do like I like Stephen A. Smith, but I think he just yells way too much for me. Um, he is animated, animated. And um, animated. I just like Shannon Sharp better. Um, but Stephen A. Smith had a great interview with Camelo. He he asked some real pinpointed questions about Camelo, um, about how Camelo felt about getting pretty much released from duty, fired. That's what he called Basically it. Fired. Fired. Basically fired. You know, which I'm pretty sure us as regular folks out here in the world, we know how fired feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but being that he got fired from the Houston Rockets, the OKC OKC situation did not work. Um, the New York Nets, I mean, I know, excuse me, New York Knicks, and that situation, how it panned out, how he ended up leaving from Denver, and he ended up signing that five-year deal when, when LeBron and Chris Paul and the rest of them told him to sign a three-year deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, how do you feel? First of all, how do you feel about that interview, number one? But how to also, that's the first question. I'll start with you, Donathan. How do you feel about the interview? And, and then... Add on to the fact that, do you think that Camelo is delusional? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, as far as him getting back, yeah, I think he's, he, for a, a 15-man roster, he may not, he could be better than probably the 10th or the 9th player. He should be on somebody's team. But he's, I mean, he's a liability defensively. He's old. He's like 36, 37 years old. Uh, he no. He's, he's probably one year older than him. He's 35, 36. Nah, I mean, LeBron's 34. Age, right? It's no, him and, Chris, him and Chris Paul. Are no, the same. he's one year older than LeBron. He came in the same year, but he's one year older than LeBron. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so LeBron is what? Thirty-four. So he's thirty-five. He turned thirty-five this year. So yeah. he's oh, this was like thirty-five, thirty-six. Okay, like I Chris said. Paul. So when I'm asking the question, with Chris Paul, where he plays and the role he plays, yeah. and he's not, he's not an isolation player. That's true. Do you first of all, what do you, how do you feel about that interview and a lot of Melo's answers? And what he what he's talking about. Then the second thing is, do you think he's delusional? Because do you think he's gonna get on the team this season? I think it was a great interview, but I do think Melo has to come to realization with himself that a lot of things that he got going on in his life. And 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 Stephen A. asked him the right questions. It's just that Melo, you can look at Melo's face, and a lot of the questions that Stephen A. was asking, he really didn't want to answer. He really didn't want to answer the questions. And you can tell when somebody like, man, look, I don't even want to be here. I don't really want to ask these questions, but, you know, I got to show face to get myself back another job. Mm -hmm. And I think Stephen A. forced, you know, because everybody had high hopes for Melo. Mm -hmm. Everybody had high hopes for Melo. Coming out of Syracuse after one year, you went in as a championship, you a baller, you shoot. I mean, you had had it all. Mm -hmm. And I think Mello, like like James said, I think the, the being with him being delusional and thinking that he's still that guy. Yeah, that's the problem. 
And and you know, I'm not I'm not going I'm mellow. I ain't sitting on the bench, I ain't coming off the bench, I'm mellow. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I think that's where Melo got to realize, like, you know what? I might need to take a step back and come off the bench. Because this is the thing. Like you said, you know, LeBron, Melo, all of them came in around the same time together. And they're still playing. They're still progressing. You see what I'm saying? And But you got, you want to be there, but you got so much off the field baggage with you that it, I think it's affected his play. I really do. I think a, a lot of the off the field things that Melo had going on in his life, Affected his play. And I like, mean, put it. Listen, we we don't BS around. Put it on record. Yeah, you well, know, what you mean yeah, when you, you say know. it's off the <laughs> off the court baggage? What you mean? What you mean? Are you talking about Lala? Lala? You talking about Lala situation? Getting caught on a boat? Getting caught on a yacht? With, with the girl with her family? Are you talking about that with no family around? Hey, look, look. Are you talking about the different miscues he's made? Look, look. What are you talking about? I don't kill him. I, don't I mean, what you want to say? You know what I mean? Allegedly. We don't know. Yeah, Mello, yeah. we love you, Mello. Mello, we love you, dog. Be more all day. But allegedly. You, you know, must stand up. Allegedly, you know what I'm saying? So, I think when some people having so much, like, like, like Mello with a lot of stuff going on over here, and you, you're not performing on the basketball court. Nobody don't want you on their team. Bruh, it's a lot of pressure. And I think that's why LeBron and, uh, and his, his, his boys are real hesitant to stick their neck out and say, yo, Melo, come play with us. I, I, I really do believe that. Now, do I think he need a shot? Yeah, you give him a shot. Give him a shot. But don't think that you're going to be a starter. Don't just come in and say, look, I want big money and I want to start. No. You got to crawl and get yourself to walking again before we give you that shot. So, you know, Melo need a shot, but he do need to realize he's not that guy anymore. Yeah, it, it was sad, bro. You know, Melo won that chip of Syracuse, bro. I started a big Melo fan. Look, when Melo first came in the league, bro, I liked Melo more than LeBron. Yeah. Like, I bought the Melo jersey, bro. I was like, man, Melo was fire. Yeah, the corn roll with the uh, with Nah, the right? Never had the corn roll. I had that S-curl. I had that fresh S, boy. Look, yeah, I, was, I was out there shining. Bro, had that cornrow with the white hair band. <laughs> nah, I never had cornrows, though. How you, first of all, <laughs> how you have the S curl and get to keep your hair? And I ain't never had no S curl. And I had way better waves than you've ever had. Fresh, and yeah, and yeah, I ain't gonna keep my hey, hair. I had the French pompey doing high school. Hey, that don't make sense, hey, dog. Had that bag on. I had a way. I had a way better. My waves were bag on his head. Even when I was formal, prime. Even when I first met you, up a couple days before. Even when I first met you, man, my waves. My waves are way better than yours, man. Yo, here you are. Still with your hair. Hey, look, that you can still get a... Hey, yeah, I can't even. Hey, 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 look, that you can still get a line up. He's getting close, bro. Man, you had an S-curl. And I had... And well, I never had an S-curl. And I had... I used to have a little longer hair. I used to have my hair used to be high. But I had way better waves. than all them, all them combined. Oh, Him and man. Keon combined. Nah, man. On the real... I can't bro, believe bro. that, man. It was a sad interview, bro. And I think it, it was just good for Melo to get it off his chest. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, people have been putting his name in their mouth and not really true. But I think for him, hopefully now he can move on. And he needs to say it. Like, he needs to come out and say, look, I know I'm not a starter no more. Yeah. I know I can still give you 15, 15 points that's in my it. sleep. But if I'm willing to sacrifice, I'll play 10, 15 minutes a game if that's what any team needs from me. Yeah. And I think if he just come out and say it, there's, of course, he... He's one of the best. He can play on a 30 teams in the league, bro. Like, come on. There's some scrub dude don't even play at all. You know what I'm saying? You got Melo. Like I said, he could walk in 15 points in his sleep, dog. Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? But I think he just needs to come out and say, I'm not that guy no more. I have to, I've realized that. I've had time to realize it. I'm willing to sacrifice and come and help a team win a championship. Because I'm hungry exactly. and I'm willing to be that piece. If, I, if it's one minute, 15 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, I'm willing to give you anything I can. And when people talk about the defense, you know, there's not too many te- players in the league playing much exactly. D really, exactly. truly. Exactly. You know, you, he, he needs to be in a situation where it's helped with collective defensively and not just leave him on the island one-on-one. But he can definitely get somebody 10, 15 points. He can be on somebody's second, well, somebody second team. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this because you know, he made a, um, a very – Compelling issue. I mean, compelling statements about how you feel like you still play at a certain level. But you know, the I don't lie, and I just don't. And and there was times where he did struggle in a lot of different areas, whether it was mm-hmm. coming off the bench or not. Mm-hmm. 
And if you've already had a ego um, issue as far as what when guys want to give play you make you play a certain role, I mean, you listen. It happens to the best of players. I mean, yep. AI couldn't take it. Yep. Right. Uh, I think you know Jordan, even Jordan fell into that when he came to the Wizards. Yeah. Down. I mean, he still averaged twenty three, but Jordan's a little. But Jordan, yeah, it was a little probably, dip. It was a little different. I mean, yeah, Jordan was, it was a little different. Two two knee surgeries and yeah. it was old age and done. But I mean, for Melo's situation, he's still fairly young and still can play to a certain level. But I feel like for him, you know, he he played out this logic like I still feel like I can play. I'm willing to now take a a second a second look at my role and maybe play a different, more diminished role than in in that in that situation or in that environment. But if all the contending teams, I mean the Lakers, I mean uh, the Clippers, all these other contending teams have talent on their team that are at this level probably better than Melo and not defensive liabilities. And then you don't have to worry about that headache, right? Because even though they say he's a good locker room guy, Chauncey Billups said a lot of different things. He said, yo, when a lot of good comments. Oh, yeah. And Chauncey said, listen, you know, I think he's a great player, great talent, good player. But at times – when we would win, he didn't score 30. He, was he upset. felt like he was upset. Yeah. And when they would lose and he would still score 30, it's like he's fine with that. Yeah. That's crazy. That says a lot about him, right? Yeah. Now, granted, he's, in the context he said it in was that Melo was 22, 23, 24 years old at the time. Yeah. And Melo kind of said it himself. Like, yeah, you're right. And just kinda, but his answer outside of that is the reason why I find it troubling for him because he said, like, after that comment, he was like, I wish he didn't say that at that time because mm-hmm. he's trying to get a job. Yeah. But... If you're trying to get a job, you want to show the talent. You still got the talent. Why don't you go overseas, go to China, go one of these other places, Australia, go to some of these places and ball, ball your A off. And they come back. And they come back and show them, listen, I'm still got it. You know what I mean? A lot of top talent players have done that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm watching old boy at in the big three, uh, uh, Iso Joe. I know I saw Joe probably feel like I still got it. He still still ball. And he probably looking at it like the same way. Yeah. (laughs) I saw Joe probably feel like I still got it. Like Joe Jackson. I mean, Joe Johnson, excuse me, feel like I I still got it. So, I mean, for for Melo, he's got to realize what does he really want to be. He has to humble himself, too. Humble himself is one thing, and you're right on the money. And he's got to do even more than that. He's got to take, he's got to show to people that he's willing to do what it takes to be a winner. Win. Exactly. I mean, it's. I mean, if you think about it, look at all the championship teams. I mean, I remember that one championship team with the Miami Heat with Zoe and them. Zoe, Shaq, all of them. Shaq was playing second fiddle D-Wade. to D Wade. Zoe was coming out. I mean, Alonzo was coming out the bench. Gary Payton was coming out the bench. Exactly. Like all, all them players realized this. This is the only way we're gonna win. You gotta play some role. You oh, you gotta reinvent yourself. To be the type of player and the type of talent that you that you know you can be on the floor. Yeah, look at your boy Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson was a scorer. Yeah. Detroit. He said, you know what? Absolutely. My role is to come off the bench, yeah. and bang you, bang you, the end of the first quarter, the end of the second quarter, and if, if he really balling at night, he's in there the fourth quarter. Right. And they're going to bang you. I mean, that's how he looked at it. And I think Melo, Melo would be a perfect fit in L.A. only if what y'all said are you ready to win? I, and that, and that's the key, right? Is he ready to win? Are you ready to win? And I think you, you know what? And in, in, in you say LA, I don't think it'd be a perfect fit for the Lakers. Why? Wow. I just think it'd be a better, better a better fit, a better pit, uh, fit for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I but him, I think but him and PG be the same. They, they, they no. be the same. It's not even PG. I think just because Kawhi and Williams, that's the instant. Yeah, they got the instant offense. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not, that's not in that contest. Not what I mean, because Lou will be the primary scorer off the right, bench. Right. But I think he'd be great for the for the Clippers because of the fact that you got you got you got you got Paul, you got Kawhi. He doesn't have to be the primary scorer. That's he doesn't true. have to handle the ball. He can play a certain role on that team, and he can play. He can fit right in. And when they and when Lou Will ain't got it going, coming off the bench, you got another scorer right there that can come off the bench and can get rebounds. That's true. Right, he could play the three and the four, yep. and they still missing some t- some size and talent in there, right? And they and they got old boy um Patterson. No, 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 no. no. What's the dude that just that just left uh, OKC? Because he's supposed to be signing with uh, the Clippers. I think it was oh, is it Patterson? Patterson? Not Ruben Patterson. No, they um, they signed Jeremy Grant. And Jeremy Grant went to the Nuggets. No, it was the Patterson dude. 
Patterson they used to play with. Patterson. Yeah, we talking about, but yeah, he's not. No, I mean, I know that. Melo's better than him right now. No, no, so, no question. So, but, but no, no, no. I'm, y'all actually, I'm saying they. But I'm, but I'm just saying, like that type of his role on that team would be strong because he could play. One he could play a veteran presence. He's got a, and he's got the type of coach that's going to respect the way he should be treated as a veteran player. That's true. Because he's not going to play him with the heavy minutes until probably late in the season or in the playoffs. Because he realized, Melo, you've been in the league 17 years. Yeah, you, you got a championship down. veteran coach like Doc. Take you in, lay, and let you let you play a role, uh, whether not a strong or a small role, whatever he needs to do, base off the game. And then when you get in the playoffs, he can put you in position to be successful, man. I think, like, the Clippers would be the perfect spot for him. But there's a the thing. It still goes back to, are you ready to win, my love? Yeah, because that's the problem. His whole career. And that's money. And you know what? And that's been the, like you said, that's been the biggest knock. And I'm like, dude, when are you going to figure it out that, bro, nobody is not going to want to play with you if you're not trying to win. If you're happy about numbers, man, you go play on the, on the black top with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go play on the black top with us. You go play in the big three. You know what I'm saying? Go play, go play in the TBT. They give in a hundred and two mil, 140 stacks to whoever win it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, Melo, Melo, for the great talent that he had, I hate to see athletes like Melo let it just waste away. It's sad, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because he sad. has a, he can shoot the elbow, he can shoot the three, he can do, I mean, he can uh, back to the basket, he can face up. He Melo is a great talent, mm-hmm. and for Melo to just take this take this route that he's taking now, it's real sad. Cause, like I said, everybody had high hopes for Melo, had, and I think. Like James said, when he get out of his own head, thinking down the greatest thing since sliced bread, and and do what he has to do and say, you know what, I'm going to take a step back, I'm going to sign with a team, I'm going to take the role that they give me, I think he would play a lot better by doing that as to saying, oh, I'm mellow and I'm going to be a star. Period. Hey, bro, the old saying is, bro, you got to get out your own way. And that's what Melo has to realize. Let me get out of my own way and yeah. let someone help me. And just, yeah. He just, he just, he, it was... It was sad. I, I, I say it again. I think it was good for him to get it off his chest, and I hope that it ends in you know at least him going out his his way. Like you exactly. know, being if it's this last year, let him go out on his own terms, not being blackballed, forced out the league. Because I think, like you said, he could easily give you ten points a game. Yeah, I mean, that's what well, he had. He had about fifteen, seventeen at OKC. Yeah, he, I mean, so he, I thought he can get you seventeen. Yeah, he can get you yeah. that easy, bro. Like, like yeah. Well, all right, fellas, man, this was that was a great discussion right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, we'll leave on word on Reggie's wise words for Melo, since you know that is his guy as well. I like Melo. Um, man. He's always been that dude. So, fellas, man, they're closing out. You know, it was a good. It was a good. It was a good. A uh, a good episode. Episode nine, nineteen. Yes, sir. I remember that. <laughs> Doing such great things around here. So, so Donathan, man, give me your final thoughts when we get out of here. Yo, my final thoughts today is just glad to be back in the building with y'all fellas, getting this thing done, putting in a lot of time, you know. We getting some new followers every day, so I'm I'm, I'm happy for it. Let's get it, let's keep it moving. Yes, sir. Football season, baby. Ray, man, listen, you know, how you feel? Just give me your final thoughts before we, before we man, get out of here. I think it was a great episode. We showed some great content, showed some diversity this week. Um, we know football. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't show it last week? Well, you trying we, to say? You know. Well, we always show diversity. You know, we can easily just talk about football. That's the easy topic. You know, that's one of the hotter ones. Absolutely. We definitely showing our depth and knowledge. You know, I want all our followers to go to our YouTube page. Um, check us out. Uh, make sure you download all the all the platforms. You know, we, not, only the, not only download, but subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. We we definitely want y'all to keep subscribing and, and, and just walk walking through us through this journey. You know, we got, you know, we're, we're improving, we're getting better at H in every episode, and we just want to keep keep making sure that we, we uh, provide the, the content that you love, that we love to talk about, yes, sir. and to keep showing you guys our growth and how we, we're managing moving forward. Key, man, we're sorry you missed it today, brother. Um, you know, hopefully you're here for the next episode, or your, your, your uh, spot is gone. <laughs> so, uh, so we're gonna get out of here. Man, you let me cut you off today, Ski. Yep, he just started cut me off. He just cut me off right now. <laughs> so it's all good. He though. did call himself like Mr. Cutoff. 
It's so fitting. Like. So we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna leave here with uh some some wild word some wise words from uh, uh Chad Butler, Sweet James Jones. Since it's a hot girl summer, we rolling with this one right here when we get out of here. I'm from the city that I live in, to the city where I'm from, for all the hoes that we done did, and the hoes that we ain't done, from the ones that fuck for shrimp, to the ones that fuck for cum, and you ain't finna fuck pimp, then you ain't finna fuck gun, got some hoes from the hood, they live to keep it live, got some office building poppers, working nine to five, 